0: Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast by Talent Brand Alliance. My name is Will Staney. I'm the CEO at Proactive Talent and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance with my fellow co-founder.
1: Brian Chaney. Hey there. This is Brian, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance. Now, the Talent Brand Alliance is a community for recruitment, marketing, and employer branding professionals who
0: want to connect with and learn from their peers both online and offline.
1: We're here to talk and learn about all things recruitment marketing, talent brand building, and talent brand technology with the employee experience storytellers that do this every day. You ready? Let's go. All right. Welcome, everybody. We are here uh, with the uh, prestigious, amazing. um, I can't think of fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you. Dina Maderos. Uh, so we have, we're, we're so lucky to welcome Dina to the Talent Brand Podcast. Dina is Director of Talent Attraction at Blizzard Entertainment. And uh, welcome, Dina. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, guys. Good to see your faces and to hear your voices. And thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, always love chatting with you. Um, and, you know, for those that don't know, Dina, uh, Dina, tell us a little about yourself.
2: Um, okay. So um, I have been in this crazy little industry space of ours for over 20 years. I want to date myself a little. Um, and I've been on, you know, both sides. I call it, I've been, I've been thinking about the uh, inside out is, is something I'm thinking about is talking about it from the inside out. So uh, I started my world without getting too deep. Um, my first real job, you know, besides waitressing and slinging, et cetera, um, was working at a career fair company. And um Um, my job was to actually get the people physically to the career fair. And so, you know, back in the day when we were putting ads in newspapers and literally it was an entire sales department doing the selling to get people to the career fair. But my job was to get the people physically to get out of their chairs and go to a career fair. So fast forward, that got me into thinking of like, how do I scale this? I don't have a lot of budget. How am I going to do this better, faster, et cetera? And, um, you know, I can go into that more if you'd like, but that's kind of where it all started. And, and then I kind of looked around and said, you know, marketing is awesome. I really like it, but these salespeople seem to be having a lot of fun. And so, (laughs) um, I kind of figured out my love of marketing and sales together and, and really have been in sales for the last 15 years. Um, and but a solution sale and again I don't want to get geeky on that but the, the reason that I loved sales is I've always looked at it from client side first what, what problems are do they have what things can you um, what do you have that will solve and what do you have that won't right like I'm quick I was quick to hang up with someone and say like we're not your people um, but I also learned from all my clients and I was just very lucky throughout my last 15 years to every time I feel like I taught somebody something they were teaching me something right back And, uh, I just kind of ran with that.
0: I love that about you. And I'm, I've been a client of yours in the past and I, and, uh, I always love working with you because I, you got it. Like you got me, like you truly understood the role I was in, um, building an employer brand, um, you know, running recruitment marketing, um, as a TA leader, we we even worked together uh, during those times. Uh, and, uh, it, it was like, you were an extension of my team. And so it's awesome to see you um, on this side, you know, formally as a practitioner, I mean, already having yeah. that knowledge and now being able to kind of be on the other side. Like, how is that? How has that been different? Like, you know, what, what's getting you excited about this, this yeah. challenge, and there this new career path for yourself? I'd love to hear more.
2: Yeah. And so um when I joined Blizzard, so I've been here two years. My anniversary is officially next next week. So congrats. Congrats. happy
1: anniversary. Um, wow, that um, like fast.
2: I know it's really fast. But the, one of the reasons I wanted to join is I truly love, truly love employer branding and talent attraction, recruitment marketing. Like I love all the pieces. And where I was weak, I was very clear I was weak. And I thought that would be really fun. But you know, I had been telling people. I've been consulting people and suggesting things for 10, 15 years. And I was like, hey, let's see if I can walk the walk as much as I can talk the talk. Like, let's put my money where my mouth is. And I I was up for the challenge. Um, So I was um, lucky enough to uh, have somebody at Blizzard reach out to me uh, and specifically invite me in to build the team. So uh, Dave Wilson, who's on my team and is fantastic. And I could have not done the last two years without him, hands down. Um, but we really hadn't had a formal uh, town attraction team. And it, it, it was, that's what I like to do. I like to build. I like to grow. I think that's what a lot of us like to do because every day is different. Every challenge is different. You know, I think our jobs are are just fascinating that like we have like 10 jobs. It's crazy. Like depending on who you're talking to in the business, what you're working on. Um, So I came into Blizzard to kind of stand up and figure out what talent attraction looked like at Blizzard. Um, And let me tell you, I have been taught a thing or two Mm -hmm. coming in. Um, And I welcome all of it. I think um, educating the business is fascinating and wonderful to see business leaders really want to learn about this crazy world and, like, why it matters. Um, and then to hear their objections and and be able to, like, go, you know, that's legit. Like, let me go dive into that and figure out, you know, what, what I think will work in your, you know, for us, like, we've got game development. And game development means a lot of things, right? You've got artists, you've got engineers, you've got program managers, you've got producers. And so all... Every single one of them, we all know the word persona, but like these are very, very different people and almost subcultures and they're going different places every day. And so we all have those challenges in whatever job that we have, but it's been really um, inspiring and fascinating to do it here at Blizzard because the passion of Blizzard is something I've never seen in my life. I don't know if I'll ever see it again. Like It's just fascinating and, and it's awesome. It feels good.
0: Yeah. I mean, as I'm, um, as a gamer, like I, you know, I, I get that, I get that culture. Uh, and I think this is it, what a unique and interesting sort of world to be building an employer brand in. And when you're, when you're at a consumer, fo- you know, facing company, but especially gaming companies where the relationship they have with their consumers is a culture of its own. And then That's you right. have the employee culture too. And then like, where do those worlds blend and, and, and where do they stop and where do they end? and, and, and how do you foster that internally? Like that's the kind of stuff that I just I, I, I love sitting down at, at Talbert Summit and having a drink with you and just you know picking your brain on, yeah. on that world because it's it's super interesting. Um, and, and and speaking of sort of like your background too, you, yeah, you've had this amazing ability uh, and 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 kind of chance in your career to to be able to poke your head into all these different kinds of companies and how they're doing employer brand. Like that's where that, I was going to go. Like, yeah,
1: I'm like, I'm like, you've, you've, you've sold into all these, yeah. other, as a, as a salesperson, you, you get that pitch, right? Yeah. You're, you you can tell a story because you've done it over and over but, again but more with, importantly, with business leaders. But more
0: importantly, you're there asking the questions and understanding the problems that right. all those brands are having. Right. And so my question is like, who's work right now? Like what are, what are some of the employer brands out there? that are inspiring you right now? Who's impressing you? Yeah.
2: Um, wow. So a lot of people are impressing me, but for different ways, right? So so for me, and some of this isn't obvious, Um, a lot of this is me kind of digging in and actually getting on the phone with some people and mm-hmm. or knowledge that I have, but um, actually one of my previous coworkers, Jessica Boyd, who's over at Autodesk. Oh yeah, um, yeah she's doing really great stuff and I just love that she pops up occasionally and I'm calling her for advice. Right. So she's doing some good stuff with, um, with recruitment marketing and also building out their uh, UR team. Um, I've always, you know, Cisco, of course, you know, that team has been phenomenal um, but watching their evolution. And I know you guys have had some, you know, relationships there for a long time, but yeah. the evolution of Cisco has been really interesting to me, right? Like from where I, I have inside, you know, for where they were, there's building going on for yeah. years. And,
0: and they've before. been acquiring really interesting right. cloud, you know, oh, new yeah. tech yeah. companies too, which which I, I know when I was at SAP, they were starting to gobble up a lot of SaaS, right? They gobble up success yeah. factors when I was there, uh, Concur. You know, when you start to absorb these other companies, they have their own cultures too, and that changes the the broader culture. And I, I yeah. love how Cisco has been incorporating those. Yeah. as they come in too, and talking about that. And and uh, it's just really cool to see. That's a really great example.
1: So Jess from Autodesk, Cisco, I know a, cu- a couple of people at uh, yeah. at, at Cisco. Yeah. Um, Like what specifically, What is, what is do you remember what, something that stood out that, said that they did that you're just like, wow, I never well, thought said, about it that way? Yeah.
2: Well, so for Cisco, you know, um, Carmen over there who does social and she's been recognized a lot. But what I've been fascinated to watch is, um, we, we stood up our Instagram channel, um, mm-hmm. literally a year and a half ago. And so we've been testing the waters and into stories, stories took me a little while to kind of
0: mm-hmm. me into. too. As an old school social, yes. use, I I had, that was a hard one for me. Is there such a thing as an old school social? I mean, kind use? of, it, I it, think there I've is been doing yes. it for a decade now, like more, yes. almost
1: about twelve years. Yeah. I was
0: one of the first, you know, first people on YouTube in two thousand and five. I, I I was so early that I would op- I would post a video of me playing the guitar and I'd be like top musician on YouTube. Like it, that would never happen today, but that's you know. So yeah, I consider myself sort of old school. But the stories thing uh, and Snapchat, I was I was a late adopter there. I'm not I'm not gonna lie.
2: Yeah. So, um, and, and with all due respect to Carmen, love you, Carmen. Um, Snapchat was something that, you know, they asked me about when I first got here and I was like, eh, I'm not going to touch that right now. Like I want st- to, I, I want to do some, um, we did an audit and kind of figured out where we think we should be and why mm-hmm. we should be there. And, you know, um, with the graphics and the visuals of blizzard, um, we had pretty good opportunity with the Instagram channel and, and I'm going to answer your question about Cisco in a second, but, but one of the things that um, from the Instagram perspective was, you know, Blizzard, if you come to Blizzard, it's got the studio look, right, where you drive under and it says Blizzard Entertainment. And we've been in this is this space for um, quite, quite a while, like, you know, 10, 20 years. And it's like the Willy Wonka factory. Nobody knows what's going on inside there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I saw as an opportunity yeah. to share what's going on in here as secretive as the gaming world is at least from visual. So um, I took some cues from Carmen's storytelling, um, as well as some others, right? Um, I think that T-Mobile does a really good job um, with their stories on Instagram. So I've been watching that as far as like what feels right, what doesn't feel right. I've been watching something where I'm like, eh, maybe it's not me. Maybe I'm to Will's point, I'm old, and that just doesn't resonate.
0: That was but, not my point.
2: But, well, it's okay. It's all right. I'll I'll own There's, my age. Old school
1: is different than old.
2: <laughs> Apparently, with all the ageism conversation, I got till I'm fifty to work on my side gig. So we'll we'll work with that. <laughs>
1: just <kidding>. plus, plus <laughs> um, one for side gigs.
2: Exactly. So, um, so I think you know I've been watching them. I think, um, I mean I could poke around some other things. Um, Stephanie over at Vanguard. I was lucky enough oh, to meet her last year. I got to
0: work with them. They're amazing. She's what a great like, culture.
2: Salt- yeah, and she's salt of the earth. And what's fascinating about her, um, is her really diving into one or two or three specific. She's really goes deep in some areas. So it's just it's, it's good to see what, what I love is that, you know, they'll go deep in an area, but you may not see it externally. And so what I love to, what we all want to know is like, what's going on underneath what you can't see, because a lot of what we do is not visible unless you're the target. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, that's some of the other, if
1: you're doing the job, right. Right. Yeah.
2: Correct. (laughs) Correct. Which is why it's a hard question to answer, because I'd love to say like, I follow some of these guys, but I'm, I'm probably not their target. I'm not seeing a lot of things that, that they're doing. So yeah, I have
0: to go, I, And I and I think even too, like regardless of that, what I love about some of the more visual storytelling with employer Brandon, you know, that you've given some great examples was that it allows that behind the scenes look at a company that you love. It, like if you're a fan of a certain gaming or, or a certain product, and then to be able to see the people behind that and see that they they love it. It makes you love it more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I used, it's not just a product now. It's not yeah. just you know. It's 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 people, uh, um, and, and you can truly, you know, see another side uh, of of a, of a company and, and and become even more of a fan. And and that I think is is one of the paths into really showing additional ROI of employer brand beyond just bringing in talent, but like how you enhance a consumer brand with it. You know
2: yeah, and and lessons learned and trying to figure out the knowledge that you receive and how you leverage that. So I'll give you a really great example. Mm-hmm. A lot of we have you know multiple art styles here at Blizzard, right? So not just enough to say you're an artist at Blizzard, but you could you know could be working on Wow or you could be working on Overwatch, right? Like it's a different style. Mm-hmm. And through a lot of Twitter chats we've been doing over the years, which are phenomenal and work really well for us. Um, the same question or the same, it's not even a question. A lot of it's just a sentiment of like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not good enough yet. And then you'll go talk to art art directors and they're like, that's BS. You probably are ready and please don't wait to be perfect. And then they'll tell their story. And I'm literally like a consumer of this information at this point, just kind of like watching this conversation of how do I get this out more? Because this is gold and legit and real. And it's so helpful for the candidate to hear from somebody that it's not like, okay, okay, three, two, one camera, go tell your story. It's dude, you're good enough. Or, or, you know, please try. So uh, so true. real
1: talk.
0: I know. And you know what I love about that? And and I've never thought of it this way. You just made me think about it differently is that, you know, a lot of people say that bigger brands or well-known brands don't need employer branding or it's easier. And, and I always call BS on that. And, and that's because they have just, they just have different challenges because that is a great example of one right there is that yeah. these gamers are such fans of what was doing that they think that the bar is so high that they're just not good enough. And so they never apply or they never try. Right. And, and, and that's the, pr- that becomes a problem. Right? right? That's, that's what employer brand and They say, actually, no, like we are looking for people just like you, please, yeah. please come and raise your hand, you know? Yeah.
2: And, and, and then you've got the other side, right? Which is like, oh, I love Blizzard. I'm a fan for a hundred years. What can I do there? Right. And so then you've got that as well. You've got that volume problem where you're like, well, what that's do you true. want to do? And how do we mm-hmm. give you that information? And it's a delicate balance and we do our best to, you know, give the information out, but, but kind of going Back to the beginning of the conversation which is some of the learnings is is really trying to figure out the difference between recruitment marketing storytelling like there's we all know this yeah. and if you do, if you're new to the space like you really start realizing that there's there's literally different plans for different disciplines or different peaks and valleys of your business and that's what makes it refreshing and fun because we're relearning how we're going to tackle something that we've never tried for a different audience, and the audience is so grateful that we did that. So yeah. it's it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Speaking, of, you you mentioned side hustle. Speaking of side hustle, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your 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 board role with a, a talent sure. brand alliance. Um. So you've been working with me on the, the partnership committee. You know, you want mm-hmm. to tell people a little bit about like what you know what what our goal there you know on this committee yeah. that you're leading.
2: Yeah. So um, the partnership committee. So first of all, the reason I wanted to get involved in Talent Brand Alliance was because of the uh, multiple levels, if you will. I don't like the word level, but I guess experience level is a better way or experience um, of this group. Um, You know, like I I, uh, have said many, many times, there's a lot I know and there's so much I don't know. and, And it was really interesting to me, not only to have the breadth of experience in the room, but a lot of new hungry people thinking differently yeah, so new ideas. I, mm-hmm. right and i'm just as much of a like Ooh, explain that tell me more about that and so from a partnership um from the partnership committee it's really understanding how we can partner with uh, other organizations um as well as making sure that we're continuing to educate um i i think educate the space outward and then also be educated internally. Um, there may be other other groups that are really um, digging into XYZ, right? And so they have something they could teach our whole team, if you will, or our whole group. And then the opposite is for us, is I think like talent brand, you know, the age old? Is it, is it employer branding? Is it EVP? Is it recruitment marketing? As we figure that out? I don't think we will figure that out. I think we'll, we'll get a little closer.
0: All of them, right? Yeah,
2: it is all of them, but you know, we won't get into that. But I think from a partnership perspective is where can we land and help educate each other that are in the space and then also educate, I think the businesses. Yeah. right so when people you know if you're a new startup and you're trying to figure out how to do this well, where can we come together to help educate business yeah to understand why we exist like what is this and yeah. why, why and, does it matter
0: and the larger ecosystem too right like yeah. the, you know the, the the technology in the space a lot of the vendors in the space it's constantly evolving you know uh i, I don't know about you that i saw on another group um someone said something like um the ats i used 10 years ago is very very different than the one i do this year or you know how yeah. just how recruitment marketing platforms and CRMs are changing do you know we're a very practitioner focused community yeah. it's really about sharing knowledge between us but we do value and want to see the greater ecosystem That's like right. how, how do we help educate our members more on how the technology is shifting well the best way to know that is to create opportunities for to connect these practitioners with new technologies in the space and new vendors in the yeah. space, either at our
1: events or well, and it's the, just, on this it, podcast. It's learning, yeah. it, so it's not just, okay, I'm gonna hear a sales pitch, right? Yeah. It's learning, it's like, okay, what is the goal? What is the actual benefit? Yes. Not not a feature, but what is the benefit of that thing? What does it do? How does it do it differently today yeah. or would, tomorrow than it did even a year ago? Because all those things are, so as, as much as you think the ecosystem has changed between recruitment marketing yeah. and employer brand and talent brand and all mm-hmm. these things, The vendors, the vendor space, the technologies and all the things that support that have changed, I think, even at a slightly faster level because it's growing. And so they have what what was what was normal or acceptable or good, um, you know, two years ago is no longer enough.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting, all three of us, all three of us has worked at vendors Mm -hmm. um, and I've been practitioners, some of us practitioners at the vendors, right?
1: We interrupt this podcast with a special message.
0: Who inspires
1: you in the talent brand space? We're always looking for new guests on the talent brand podcast. If that's you or you know someone who has an interesting story of how they started on the talent brand path, we want to hear about it.
0: Please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or email us at info at And
1: don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast goodness. And now back to the show.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting, all three of us, all three of us has worked at vendors mm-hmm. um, and I've been practitioners, yeah. some of us yeah. practitioners at the vendors. Right? right. That's definitely me, Brian, right now. Uh, and me right now. Yeah. right? All of us have, have done that. You know, so it, we kind of kind of understand that. But I, I still feel like historically, the relationship between vendors and practitioners has been a little weird. Um, it's, it's like the, the vendors that,
1: that would be, that would, that would be understating that I know,
0: but or contentious or like whatever verb you want to use, but it's, it's a, we're trying to sell to you, but we don't really know you. And then we're trying to like ignore you because maybe you don't get us. And I, I really, I think with, with forming this, this partnership community, the whole goal is to really find out, okay, how do we, how do we learn from each other? both our practitioners educating like like we should be able to be creating opportunities for people in talent brand alliance to try out a new software to to get hands on with stuff right um um to uh, hear a vendor speak about their how they see a certain tech stack uh developing in the marketplace like well i right? think that's
2: where we can help you guys um mm-hmm. and i think anyone in the group can help which is kind of one of my uh, personal goals, which is kind of weird, yeah. I'm guessing, but is to actually help sales people understand what I want to know. Yeah. So I think a lot of the times, sales is maybe talking to a wall. The practitioner's frustrated because they don't—they've heard the same pitch. But you know, really, it's as much on us as it is on the sales. Is is to be very clear about why you took the call or why you're w- interested or. If you heard your friend at XYZ Companies using it, say that. Before, so they can be prepared. Right. You know, I think they can think,
1: pull the data, like like a case study that actually yeah. puts skin on the story. I mean,
0: think about like just like candidate experience. You you don't want candidates exactly. to be surprised in your hiring spouses, right? Like give them the information right. they need to be the to show their best. Right. Put, put the best I, I foot think forward.
2: We owe that to them. And on the flip side, you know, reps absolutely need to do their homework, and they need to push meetings and not have meetings if they're not ready. Um. So mm-hmm. I I think if we can bring that together, I think that. Everyone in the space uses tools, technology, Anita. or learning. There's at least, what, three to five solutions per every little thing you're trying to do. One's maybe, maybe one's better, but you're in contract. Sorry, like I'll look at you in a year, but just be respectful and say that, right? So mm-hmm. I think that we can do our part as well because, you know, I would like to say that when I'm in a pinch and I need some data, guess who I'm calling? Yeah. typically my partners right like hey can you have you guys seen do you have can you help what
0: are your other customers doing like yeah
2: yeah or get data so, mm-hmm. yeah right so I think it's on both of us it's on everybody's side and this isn't new and there's but bad I think behaviors
0: as, on both sides oh. historically too
2: both sides on, on yeah. both sides for yeah. sure because um and it's I think it's sad like I'm not out to call out anybody I've just not that have that personality on you know I'm not going to call out somebody in writing, but it makes me a little bit sad when I see us attacking, you know, we're all making a living and we're all learning. So that's it.
0: Yeah. Like entire social media groups, just about bashing a certain vendor here or there. Like that's, is it helpful? Like, I don't know. Like, I, and I know some people out there, like they see some vendors doing something and they want to go scream at the rooftops that they're doing. Like, yeah, yes. That's going to shine light on it. But is it, Is it creating more animosity between the vendors and the space? Is it constructive? Is it
2: constructive? Well, not only that, you guys, like as practitioners, right? You guys know what you know about Blizzard because what you can read and what you can see. Yep. But I probably know a lot more than you both do.
1: Totally. Mm -hmm. I hope so.
2: Why do they think it's different? Why do we think it's different with the vendor? You can only see what you can see and you only know what you can know. Maybe they're working on other things that you're not aware of. So, you know. I think a little more compassion on both sides would would do us all some good.
0: I agree. And if that if 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 that singular goal, I think if we just keep that the focus of our 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 partner committee, we're gonna yeah. just, uh, we're gonna be doing some really fun, awesome things. Yeah. So I can't we the, all just yeah. get along? I know. Can
2: we all just <laughs> well, look like we have frustrating days and you vent to your friend and you send him a text? But maybe you know. Yeah. Just a little kindness
1: yeah. yeah so so take a step back as you think about like yeah. what's what you see coming out of this committee right so I'm a little I'm a little bit removed not much but a little bit mm-hmm. removed from the things that y'all are working on um, um, specific to the committee and the specific partnerships. so what do you see what's like obviously more compassion right but like what's a what's what's something that you see that you can that you're working towards something that you'd like to see as as a that you can point to as a success um, in 2019 for the for the committee.
2: Um, I think well, you know, the inaugural event last year, I think you know, um, following up and listening to the to the community, our community of uh, what they learned and where did some of that go. So I think you know we have our work to do to kind of follow up and and of the of the people that came and shared with us and or just through our roundtable conversations, what did you learn? did you did you in, you know invest in something or did you launch something that you wouldn't have before you came? um i think that there's connecting and i don't know exactly how we'll do this yet but you know there's a lot of good conversation is like you know i'm looking for a new crm what are you looking for this and that but i think that we can we can almost start structuring buckets a little bit more too so when it's your turn and you're like oh somebody asked me this it's already you know the information the is there, there. it's mm, there and mm. you have somewhere to start right And i think that's
0: so a I good think- way for us to partner with the knowledge base too is like yeah. as we're building all these different knowledge bases around tactics and stuff like why not like a knowledge base in materials on like vendor feedback you know, uh, and, or, yeah. or or you know, technologies that you've used uh, to to launch a certain program.
2: Yeah, and I also think that we have an opportunity, you know, to partner with some other I don't know, groups, associations, whatever you yeah. want to call them, um, to go really help people understand what our what our roles are and what we do and how we tie into. You know, one of the things that didn't surprise me and surprised me is I think there's just so many silos in so many businesses. And quite frankly, we should all be working together again with the whole, like, let's just get along. But yeah. everyone's, you know, got their head down, they're moving fast, they're doing their job, and nobody's doing this intentionally. But I feel like uh, if we can help, if we can listen to more of our, you know, the recruiters really understand how we could be helping them more, mm-hmm. um, and vice versa, like, hey, I saw you went and did this whole thing. Do you know I could have supported you on that? if you would have knocked on my door and like said, Hey, the next six weeks looks like this. Can you help me? Yeah, I can, but I can't now because you didn't give me any time. So I think that there's, we're so siloed We're we're learning our crafts, whatever it is, sourcing, you know, talent, attraction, recruiting, or et cetera, et cetera. And, and trying to understand, um, the different ways in which they plug in. I mean, it's obvious, but I think as you build out some of these teams it may not be as obvious. I think a lot of people are figuring that out right now still.
1: Yeah. Well yeah. they are. They're they're figuring it out and they're also not only are are they working on a moving target um right because we're all figuring out what the expectations are but we're not we we're we're so focused on getting things done at least at least my team is okay. so focused on getting things done and checking the box that it's that it's it's harder to understand am I doing this the right way? Am I now communicating what we were able to achieve back to the business. Am I packaging it in such a way like a vendor would need to package it? Yeah. And say, like this is the story.
0: Yeah. This it's hard that. to tell the story while you're writing it. You know what I mean? At the same so time hard. it's it's difficult. And, and I think we all battle with that. And I think too, you you can relate it back to what's been a, a common theme with a lot of these 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 QA interviews that 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 there's there is a sales um element to this to this role. Um you, you know and <laughs> that's why I think Dina's you know, a perfect background for this type of work because you do have to sometimes go iterate, get it done, but then you have to pause and then go sell internally what you've achieved and, and, and how people can, else can help. You have to be sort of this, this tribal person who's really big on collaboration and can, can be a, a cheerleader to get people to come on this journey with you. And that's, yeah. that's, that's it's hard. It's hard. To, you have to be able, you have to be an influencer internally at your company.
2: It is. And I, and it's funny because as I was thinking about today, that's some of the stuff that I had thought about, which was, you know, storytelling, stories, telling, storytelling. And our storytelling internally is just as important yes. as our storytelling, storytelling externally. And then when you start sharing a story and then the person that you shared gets so excited and then you bring that back to the business and they're like, you know, sh- Cindy on your team is a rock star. We did this and, and mm-hmm. it got really well received and then they're excited and then they feel good about where they are and their team was represented. And, yep. and then you're like, Hey, do you mind if we share this with this other business unit? Because they don't really quite get it. And you're like, yeah, let's do that. And so there's mm-hmm. a, there's a layered component, there's a sales component. And then there's, you know, again, going back to my sales, true sales background is I've uh, my, one of my mantras is educate then sell. Yeah. And That's true internally, right? Like you can't just walk in and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what, like, they're just, they have no idea what we're doing half the time. You have to back up and be like, okay, I love to be like, hey, tomorrow you can't work here anymore. Mm -hmm. You've been here six years. You can't work here anymore. What are you going to do? Okay. Okay. Let's say, you know, somebody at a company, like, great. That's the networking part. Great. Beyond that, what are you going to go do? How are you going to find out? And they're like, Oh, I'm like, right, right. There's got to be information. Um, it's it's and- sort
0: of like these these communication muscles. And I've I've worked at a lot of different companies, just as you guys have too, like small and large. And there's there are all these always a challenge, no matter the size of your company, of how do you get different departments to to communicate and 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 find ways that they can be create more transparency across what's happening across an entire organization. And then some companies are really good at it, and some companies aren't. And even the ones that are really good at it, too, they haven't really flexed that muscle to think about, oh, is there value in sharing some of these internal stories and transparency externally so that we even find people outside of our organization who might want to be a part of this fun little party we're having? Well I think you know? it's,
1: I think it's both because yeah. there's the, there's external stuff that's happening that would be great internally. too. this is true. And then yeah. internal stories that so yeah. like we we found out that there was a whole team uh, a whole team focusing on capturing stories in the life stories just for internal broadcast. No, and I way. was like, I was you like, you didn't
0: even know about prior?
1: No, no. The, like I no, I didn't know about it. Wow. We we found out about it. And they're like, because the in, internal comms is great. And they do they have a lot of programs and they do other things. But we found out, hey, by the way, uh one of the one of the members, uh content uh, producer uh, and manager on my team was like hey, so did you know that internal comms was doing da-da-da-da-da? They have and this whole like, treasure trove of they, content. They, they have all this, well, not just treasure trove, but plan to then produce more. And I was like, no, I had no idea. And I have a really, really good relationship with with, the, with our comms team. Yeah. And it's just they're just too, they're, they're busy doing. Right. So if you don't take a breath and understand how is what I'm doing affecting or potentially affecting other teams? Okay. And so now what we're doing is we're talking to them about taking what they're producing and are like, hey, can we think about how we could potentially use this and just capture that and put it out to the world, the things that are okay. Yeah. See, I, I love
0: I, this guys. And, and, and yeah, I, I love getting yeah. a conversation with you because we could literally keep doing this for hours I, and I, hours. Yeah. Um, and, and I love this because we, we, they're amazing conversations every time I talk to you, Dana. Um, <laughs> but tell me, some, tell me something maybe that people don't exactly know about you.
2: Oh, I think I might've not thought about that one. What do they not know about me?
1: Um, what's it sort of a a fun fact? If if you need help, I I know you on Facebook, so I could pick up something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's see. Uh, superficially I love the
2: beach. I love the ocean. I'm a, I'm a lizard, right? I spend as much time as I can at the ocean. It it feeds my soul toes Mm -hmm. in the sand, my favorite place. Um, I think, from a personality standpoint, I'm as social as they come. You get every ounce of energy. I don't think you'll meet anybody more passionate and energetic. However, that takes a lot out of me, and i will I will disappear for periods of time. And I've learned that over the years that um, the, yeah, I think many of us do that, right? Um, but I don't think we talk about that a lot. and I think that's a little bit fascinating is you're so, you know, you give everything you have and then you literally just disappear for a while. and and I think that goes back to my beach right? So I just I give it all. I'm out. I take everything I can. And then I just go in solitude. love of Very brat. I spent most of my life in the back of a car with a dog, no electronics, nobody to talk to. And now with all the meditation, can you sit and call? I can. I feel really ahead of the game. And and thankful for that, that I'll be sitting in a room on the couch and my family will come in and just be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I'm doing nothing. Like, I'm just sitting there, but I don't call it anything. So I think, you know, people, a little bit about my personality is when I'm in, if you invite me to a meeting, if you invite me to a party, if you invite me to give my feedback, you've invited me to give, I have on my wall back here from my old team is always have an opinion. Mm-hmm. May not be the right opinion. You can change your opinion. But if you're going to invite me in, you're going to get all all of Dina, right?
0: I love that about you. And And I I remember almost a decade ago calling you up (laughs) for advice, just career advice, just career advice. And you you gave it to me straight. You're like, look, this is what I know about you, Will. And this is probably (laughs) what you do. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like thank you well for plenty of people
2: have done and, that honestly. for me as well so yeah. thank you for all the people that have helped me yeah. along the way as well
1: and
0: thank you for coming on this podcast it's so, just,
1: so, it's so I, I think this is the Dina fan club uh, I know. This is the, 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 oh, the I no I'm serious because I we've you and I've had that same conversation yeah. you know so we had yeah. we had a couple yeah. of those conversations um once so, when I was in California and yeah. <laughs> uh, and and another when I was back and I was in we were talking about um what what is the what what ended up being the summit right? and so it was a, a 30 minute conversation that ended up in in ending just shy of 3 hours yeah. and, and that there was that that much passion that i'm sure everybody's picking up uh, in the yeah. in in the audio so i think i think the understanding that you you put all of yourself into everything yeah. that you do and then obviously sometimes you need to recharge after that because you're yeah. so invested which is awesome i do the same thing i love it about you and i and i feel like is is a i would have i i feel like i i regret not being friends with you for like 20 years <laughs> because I know that what what we would, what I know, what I, what I would have gotten out of the relationship, hopefully I would have entertained you at least somewhat. Of um, course you would have. So it's thinking about the younger Dina, right? So yeah. you've been in the space for for almost 20 years and, and starting out in EB, um, you learned a lot. Um, and I know like you've been on the sales side, on the marketing side, um, and now in talent attraction. What would you what would you tell your your younger self about uh, about what to do like your learnings that you've got now what advice would you give to younger dina
2: i think the biggest learnings is to gain perspective and to to talk to others not necessarily on your own team but but to seek guidance when you're frustrated, especially, right? So I do like to run fast and hard. And and so when I would hit walls, I'd get frustrated and I would take it personally, not Dina personally, but maybe my project personally or or for my team, right? I was an advocate for my team, pretty strong. And and um, I think with experience, you gain perspective and you can't, you know, the 80-20 rule applies for just about everything we do in life. And I think that younger Dina needed to realize what 80-20 meant, which is, you know, are you willing to die on the sword for that? Is that, imp- like, how how important is that to what you're trying to achieve overall? And, and can you just give it up, right? You don't always have to be right. Um, I'm very, very direct. My family will tell me. My best friend will tell me. My own mother told me I didn't need to be so direct. I'm very direct. So I'm also trying to, like loosen up my directness a little bit, gain perspective, listen a little more, um, but not lose my passion or my drive. So figure out how to balance those two.
1: That's great advice. So balance perspective and understand that you don't have to have all the answers.
2: I don't. Yep. I don't. And I never will.
1: Awesome. Well, I, it's been so much fun. Uh, I, we are going to have to have you back on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Will, for sharing. I can't wait to see what the partnerships committee yes. brings. And I look forward to seeing you in Austin in uh, in a couple months.
2: I know. I'm very excited. Thanks, you guys. Have a great weekend.
1: Thanks, Dana. If you're an employee experience storyteller, don't forget to join the Talent Brand Alliance group and learn more about the next summit event at talentbrand.org. That's talentbrand.org.